Welcome to Beyond the Games, your daily insight into Guernsey 2023. Proudly sponsored by SG Kleinwort Hambro's Bank Limited, Guernsey Branch and Jersey Branch. 14 sports, 24 islands, 1,200 volunteers, 3,000 competitors and officials. Behind it all is a small team being led by Guernsey 2023 director, Julia Bowditch. So how do you create an island games? Appreciate your time. I mean, it's going to be a busy, busy period at the moment as well. Um, I just wonder if you could reflect back a little bit about um, the Island Games, when, when it started for you in terms of your role, because like, obviously the COVID disruptions being thrown in there as well. Yeah, so it started um, in 2019. So uh, I started just before the Gibraltar Games. So I got to... Um, previously I hadn't seen been to a game since the 2003 one in Guernsey so um, in 2019 I started just before that so we got to see the games and um, when we went to Gibraltar we had to have information ready for them and as to what events we were holding um, give them information about how they get to Guernsey so it was just starting that communication off with the member islands. And obviously we've had quite a long journey since then so how does it feel to see it coming together finally? I don't know I um, almost won another two years but um, now now we're, we're getting there it's um with 50 days to go um it's getting really really excited all the sports the amount of work that all the sports coordinators have done so um just want to make sure that everything goes as smoothly as possible for when they're on island and um that we can do all those kind of little added extras that kind of make the kind of guernsey experience for the um, member islands and, and what is it about the guernsey games that you're, you're particularly looking forward to i I don't know, someone else asked me that and I said, I don't know, I was a bit flippant, I said when it was over and then you can then reflect because normally I've worked on a lot of events and I don't actually enjoy it while I'm doing it but actually when you look back a week later you think, oh wow, that was actually brilliant and I learned a lot and um, stuff like that so sometimes when you're in the thick of it it's difficult to enjoy but once um, you look back and kind of think actually it was a great game and uh, you know that was um, Touchwood really successful and the athletes enjoyed it and um, it was beneficial as well to Guernsey, then I think um, that's probably the time I enjoy it because I'm normally saying, oh, I'm never working on another event again. And then, then I, a month later, I sign up for something else. And I think um, in terms of the games, the, some of the logistics behind it, I'd be quite keen just to hear your sort of take on how it's all come together. Yeah, so. the logistics, the scale of it is actually for the size of the team that's working on it. And that's why we kind of got to thank all our volunteers because we've got volunteers in the office now non-stop. But, um, supporting us all the way through but the logistics are really massive when you think of it's only a team of three um, staff members supplemented by 1200 volunteers it's just so um, just kind of if you compare it to say some of the larger games like the commonwealth like in terms of the numbers of athletes and um, people arriving against it's not like that massive a difference um, in terms of numbers and also in terms of um, you know getting all the accreditations you know there's not a team of 20 people just working in accreditation to deliver that for the games there's just uh, volunteers doing that and um yeah it's all that kind of kind of level of detail and just working out the number of medal ceremonies the number of medals the number of flags we need it's all kind of that information and then just making sure that guernsey's got enough hire cars and stuff like that so it's all the kind of additional things that we kind of have to look at um, and work it's even things like the, the amount of sheets and the hotels that we need so it's really kind of the level of detail that we're kind of working across um supported by everyone is kind of uh, 
really quite immense. Because there's, there's equipment coming to the island as well, isn't there? Like, like quite a lot of equipment just to get this going as well. Yeah, and we're quite lucky. Yeah, like Jersey's been really supportive of, of us as well, so we're using a lot of their rake seating. So they bought a lot of stuff for when they hosted the Games in 2015, and we're borrowing stuff from them. We also get stuff from the last Island Games, so we get all the flags and everything from them, and then we pass that all on to Orkney. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's loads of equipment. There's flooring coming in, there's um, barriers coming in. Yeah, and um, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff in storage, um, ferry speed of... Um, and Condor have been really helpful in supporting us um, by providing um, storage and providing freight for us. So, yeah, there's so much stuff coming in and being held. It was even just, um, I don't know, getting the uniform out for um, like 2,000 volunteers. Um, it's kind of a, a little project in itself. And then we've got all the welcome bags, um, you know, SIM cards for every athlete. So it's kind of uh, everything like that. And again, things like working with Shaw and putting the high-speed um, broadband and... Um, in every venue as well so that would be a bit of a legacy for the game so it's just trying to make everything as smooth as possible for everyone because those those technical innovations have been are quite exciting as well in terms of like people off island being able to follow the games in a new fresh way kind of. yeah we're trying to like um where possible so while we we're not streaming everything but where possible we can make sure the results are kind of live and scrolling for people so you can still while you might not be able to kind of see them compete you may be able to see how they're doing um at that time so it's all those kind of innovations and even in the two years from the delay we've managed there's been so much progression in this kind of online innovations and um how to share information with people throughout the world that we've kind of that's something that we've managed to probably achieve more of so we're looking at quite a few sports being live streamed and um, some of the shooting sports their um, results equipment can um, feed directly to our website so you can see the kind of straight away the results um, as well and things like um, you know uh, badminton tennis table tennis those are all kind of being live streamed as well as swimming and athletics and um, streaming some of the football matches as well so as much um, that's kind of a really enjoyable thing that we're looking to kind of build as well we've got um, kind of a great volunteer team supporting us there as well and it'll be really interesting to see um, kind of those stats that we can pass on to Orkney and see kind of how that develops because I think we did a kind of a count up of all the member islands there's about a um, I think there's about a million people like in each of the island across all the islands. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see the kind of the reach that we get we get during the week of the games. I mean that that can only help in terms of the games have always been seen as like building friendships as well as um, the sporting side of it. So you can only imagine that's going to help build that as well. Yeah, yeah, I really hope so. So that you can like you know if you know someone in the mar- in the half marathon, you can see where they are, if they're how they're doing and stuff like that. And sometimes like that is even. You're, you'll be online, you'll be able to kind of know the information because sometimes when you're watching a marathon or a triathlon and it's a looped event, you don't actually know where your um, competitor is unless you've got really, you know, great knowledge. And that's kind of what we're working with, making sure, like, um, our website so you can track that while you watch it as well. And I think, like, it's also exciting, like, to see some of the closed roads events happening as well. That's a new... I mean, we see that in, in events in the UK and around the world, but for Guernsey, that's... Um, I think that's a really good thing to see, like with the cycling and the triathlon. Yeah, we are really excited about that and we appreciate that it's going to cause a bit of disruption to people, but we're working really hard to make sure that it, it, we minimise that disruption and we open the roads as soon as possible. Again, that's quite a logistical task. I think we've got um, I think we've got about 
between 80 and 90 junctions that we're um, staffing or, or like volunteers will be looking at. Um, but again, as soon as we can open those roads, we'll be opening those roads. And again, more information is going out about that. But I think that it kind of goes to show like how professional the games are now because you can't have athletes competing on open roads. Um, you know, uh, I think Gary Walbridge, cycling coordinator, always uses this analogy. He always says like you wouldn't have a swimming race in a pool while people are doing laps while um, that people are trying to race. So it is really important. And again, even in 2003, you know, there were cyclists overtaking buses. So you have to decide whether you want to win by overtaking a bus on a corner. That's, you know, unfortunately, we, it, things have changed a lot and uh, we want to make sure it's a, a safe event for everyone. And I think and it shows about the standard of the games and how that's grown from like those origins in 1985, wasn't it? And you, you think where where the games has got to in terms of participants and the number of islands taking part as well. Yeah, it even goes to show some of the ex-competitors that have taken part as well in the games and also kind of appreciate that for some people that this is their pinnacle of their, their sporting career. So you've got to uh, kind of do everything possible to make sure it's a fair and it's the best race it can possibly be. And I think that's like one of the really exciting things about the games is that you've got some of the younger competitors that are coming through, they're being mixed with... People that are more experienced passing on their stories, and then we're now seeing families that have, like, taken part. So fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, like... there, there was a really nice story in Gibraltar. I've never been to a lady, and she from one island. She met her husband at an island games, and then their I think it was their son was competing in Gibraltar. So yeah, that was I thought that was really nice. And there's also, um, you know, in the bowls, I think we've got an 85 year old and a 15 year old competing so yeah like you said the uh, age range and just the it's like it's really interesting and I think some people have with the delay have like really pushed it to try and still be at their peak for two years and some people that weren't there have like kind of kind of so it's been that kind of really healthy rivalry between like the seniors and the juniors which I think will encourage will only kind of mean it's a better event and I think like this two-year cycle as well is also really good for the sports, like and especially um, for some of those sports that don't get the exposure um, day to day. Uh, they've got a big event to aim for, and that's such an important part for the games to play. Yeah, it is really yeah. There's because uh, there's no kind of um, like marquee sport. They're all, all fourteen sports that are kind of um, you know equally invested and put all the work in. So it is a really great opportunity to kind of showcase. Um, different sports as well so that everyone can kind of have a have a have a look and that's one of the benefits of all the events being free of charge so you know if you've never seen bowls or you've never seen table tennis or you know air shooting or anything like that you've got the opportunity to go and just have a look and think oh actually it's pretty interesting maybe I'd like to sign up or um, or again just to see kind of elite athletes cycle past your house so you've got the opportunity to just kind of wave wave your flags and um one thing we're really keen on is, you know, to try and, um, you know, show your support not only for the Guernsey athletes, but for all the other athletes from the other islands, if you've got any connections with them as well, so you can show your support for them for the, for the week of the Games. Opening ceremony as well, always an important part of the Games. What, what's planned there? Yeah, so the opening ceremony is similar to, I don't want to give too many spoilers away, yeah, but it's yeah. similar to 2003, so it's, um, it's all um, along the front in town, so it's a um, more of a parade as opposed to a ceremony because we know Guernsey is really good at doing parades we've got all local performers as well so it's um, 
free of charge for everyone to come down. Um, we're looking at it being as close as possible to after work, so you can come down. There'll be plenty of performers happening before the teams come in. Um, so yeah, we're really um, excited about. Well, there'll be a bit more kind of information coming up out about that. But yeah, it is similar to like a Liberation Day kind of parade. So um, when we kind of got the feedback from all the athletes, they said they they you know they don't really love all the speeches and stuff like that. They really like enjoy the marches and they really want to you know um, kind of get supported and get the feel. It's kind of their first um, feeling and it's a really good kind of tone. I think that's a really key thing for us because the actual logistics of the opening ceremony are really massive because then we've got to move get 3,000 people down there and then get 3,000 people out of there um, one thing we're, we're really keen on is to try we don't want it to go too late because there'll be people competing the next day but we want to make sure that kind of everyone gets excited and uh, gets to and from their accommodation without too much waiting and in terms of build, building that sort of buzz around the games as well we've seen Jet the Puffin um, in the schools yeah. all around the community like How's that gone down? It's gone really well, yeah. It's, we, we've uh, not been surprised, but yeah, uh, he's, Jet's been really, really, really well received from everyone and it's great. Um, we've started our merchandise selling, so I saw the someone meeting Jet with a Jet the Puffin t-shirt on, so that was the first time I saw that. So we've got our merchandise out now as well. So it's kind of, a, yeah, we're really, really pleased for the support that we've had. We've gone to all the primary schools and we've got some resources for the schools that we've... Um, We've also shared that with all the member islands as well, so they've got that as well. So they're also doing lessons in their schools as well. So, yeah, it's been really great. And I think we're really lucky in that we are the first island to host it three times. And so many people remember 2003 so fondly. So um, we have been kind of lucky with that. So it's less of a sell for us. So people, oh, I remember in 2003, it was such a great, yeah. it was such a great event. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, but I think as we get closer and closer, and even like on the weekend, we had our volunteer training. We had um, a photo of that. I think we had over 800 volunteers all in one place. And it was such a good atmosphere. And it was really nice. And it's probably the only time that we'll get everyone all in one place, um, definitely before the games. So, we're yeah, the atmosphere is really going. And we're really kind of really excited. Even the turnout for the volunteer programme, like we've had over... I mean, probably we've had over 2,000 applications but to get to like 1,200 volunteers. But... Um, yeah, we had to close that early just because, you know, we, we reached the saturation point of how what we could deliver it. So we have been, you know, Guernsey's been really amazing with its support of us. And there's um, also an important part of the, the Games in terms of outreach into the community. So seeing, like, um, the education packages alongside of it at work in the schools as well. Can you take me through that a little bit? Yes, yeah, so we've been working with the Health Improvement Commission and the Sports, Sports Commission as well, and they've been... Um, kind of delivering um, stuff within the schools um, regarding kind of pathways for um, competitors as well and the kind of the legacy of um, of the games that we hope to hope to leave kind of an active legacy on Ireland and people knowing kind of pathways back into sport as well after seeing because you want to inspire people and actually think oh I'd like to just have a go at that as well so we've been working with with the Health Improvement Commission and the Sports Commission as well um, as to how that is going to be delivered um, and again obviously we're working um, in terms of um, getting everyone to the events as well so the buses will be free for that week of the game so we're trying to make it as inclusive as possible for everyone and there's also been the uh, cultural side of it as well the arts Guernsey arts 
Yeah, so Guernsey Arts have been doing a great thing. There's been poetry competitions, there's been drawing competitions for um, postcards as well. So yeah, we've had a really good feedback. So we wanted to get something from every every member islands, um, and I can't. I know we, they've had over over a hundred. Um, entries in the poetry competition and we're also putting an exhibition on at Candy Gardens as well for the week of the games to look at some of the heritage of the games as well in Guernsey and a lot of that's from um, Owen Lavallee's personal collection so um, yeah it's just also to showcase the work of um, kind of the people that actually founded the games it's just kind of I think it was just like a conversation at one of the Commonwealth Games with all the smaller islands thinking actually you know we love the Commonwealth Games but it'd be good to have another level so we can kind of feed into that as well so yeah kind of the story of the games and a lot of the um merchandise and a lot of the tracksuits and stuff like that so there's some quite um vintage uh, stuff there as well what what for you would be your sort of ideal legacy from the games what, what, when you ref- get to finally reflect back on it yeah i just would like to see a kind of legacy firstly that the event goes well and um that um you know, positively received by the athletes. I think that's probably our would be our first kind of priority delivering the games to make sure it's like an athletes focused games. So that would be probably our our first legacy. But also to make sure that we leave kind of a little an impact in Guernsey in terms of um, uptake in sport as well and inspiring people that you don't need to be a elite athlete. You know, just inspiring people to kind of have a go and stuff like that, and also showing hopefully with the school's programmes, um, encouraging kind of um, children to uh, get active. Beyond the Games, proudly sponsored by SG Kleinwort Hambros Bank Limited, Guernsey Branch and Jersey Branch.